Hello. Hello, hello. It's Ash. This is my first ever podcast. And it's going to be pretty all over the place. It's going to it's going to be unfocused in a lot of places. It's uh it's an experiment. It's a work in progress. No guests for for the first episode, probably for the first several episodes while I while I figure things out and figure out what I like doing, what I want to do, what I want to talk about. So, best way to watch this or listen to it, I guess, be if you're painting something, uh, driving to work, sitting on the porch watching epic battles unfold in your backyard between the Chaos faction and, and the Alliance faction, whatever, whatever your, your cup of tea is, is absolutely fine. And uh, I'm thinking no editing, just stream of consciousness and go from there. So without further ado, welcome to the Amalgamate Podcast. I don't have a name for this thing. I don't know what to call it. Um, I am finally ready, I think, to talk about the first, for the first subject, and I think the only one. Uh, for this for this episode, the worst hero quest take I have ever read that I think I ever will read, and this was found um, on one of the Facebook hero quest groups of which I'm a part. So we have someone who. Decide, and I want to disclaim real quick. I'm, I'm not affiliated with, I'm not endorsed by or sponsored by Avalon Hill or Hasbro or any of their subsidiaries. The opinions that I have are just my own. Yes, I have a lot of HeroQuest content on my channel. It, it dominates the tabletop RPG aspect of what I do. And I have a quite a fondness, a, a love that runs back quite far in my life for the game. But uh, my opinions are my own. They're not representative of any other entity. So disagree, agree, if you will, whatever. But uh, no one else is accountable for them but me. So, yes, someone decided to, on, on one of the Facebook groups, very wise decision, I'm sure, they thought at the time, to rant completely about their thoughts on the mythic tier edition of hero quest and they had a lot of good points they had a lot of stuff that i can't argue with a lot of stuff that i agree with even they they talked a lot about the accessibility of it which we we all know that's a dead horse that horse is buried its headstone is finished it's planted uh it, it says, rest in peace, horse that died. Died sometime last year. So it's kind of, it's understandable to see people have the take that they have on the mythic tier if it's like about accessibility. If they are completely new to the fact that Hero Quest has come back. And there are going to be people like that. You are going to find people like that. Not everybody in the world knows. And it's fine. That's That's actually expected you're going to run into these people from time to time if you do a lot of um 
a lot of navigating around HeroQuest public spaces. Particularly if they live in a country where the crowdfund campaign wasn't wasn't available for them to back. And, you know, we, we understand the accessibility. Hey, we had a crowdfund. Now we, we, we can't offer this retail. Most of us get that. Most of us understand why that is. There are other sides to it, like we want to please backers, so we're going through this extra effort. And a lot of us agree on that, too. There are some people who just, like, absolutely hated it. But the two words that I console myself with, that I, I justify it with, even if I had missed out on it, timed exclusivity. If it comes out three months or six months or a year or two years after it was released to an exclusive audience, that's fine. The timed exclusivity for people who were able to back the project makes sense. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with anybody who thinks otherwise it's fine. I mean, I, I do technically disagree, but I'm not going to go out of my way to word it. It's fine. The opinions on that note are fine on both sides. They're valid. It's whatever. Uh, so you might be wondering, what is the worst take that I've read? I, I keep talking about how everything's fine. I just want to address the finer points that were made in that post. And there's a bit of review on the aesthetic, which that's fine as well art is subjective the the perception of the art is subjective so there's two layers there subjectivity the interpretation that was intended and then the interpretation that the viewer actually has and the expression of that interpretation we're still in fine territory so just to be overtly clear i don't disagree with anybody's hot takes on any of that stuff the thing that got me <laughs> pretty invested on reading the post and and deciding that's uh that is a stupid take uh was that the person trigger trigger warnings ahead fellow fellow gamers invest in some language that i don't really get into on the channel at all so i i apologize if it gets kind of weirdly real but um it was the nature of the post to be weirdly real and it, that's part of why I wanted to share it. The poster went on to say something to the effect of how woke HeroQuest has become and how the dwarf was black just to appease a minority, uh, referring to the female dwarf of the mythic tier specifically, and how if it's based on Nordic mythology and culture and everything you wouldn't have seen that and it's based on this and you wouldn't have seen that in the real in in the real world and the elf is now female and that's the one that's really being sexualized and how is nobody complaining about that when we have all of these other woke tropes in this game uh, they went on to reference BLM uh, the Black Lives Matter movement things like that in relation to the dwarf and they just went on kind of a tirade and then they would go back and be like okay so part the next part of my review the mechanics are pretty good and you know they would they would go in and out of that so i i've seen this sort of expressed from individuals who i 
I don't think they were concerned. I think that people just feel a need to weigh in, even if it's not um, expected of them or required of them to do so. We're, we can't help it, is one of my bigger opinions as humans. We have to train ourselves not to if we, if we don't do it, or it has to be in our culture. But I've seen versions of this take, even in my YouTube channel comments. Stuff to the effect of, well, we, we don't need that kind of representation in HeroQuest. We don't need all of these diversity tropes in HeroQuest. We just need, you know, what it was. Why change? Why, why did they change the language in the book from Zargon is a he to Zargon is a them? It's so stupid. It's, it's, so, it's so sensitive. Why do people have to be snowflakes? All, all of this other language that, you know, I, I get that that's the only way that people that use that language know how to communicate at the time that they communicate that way. I think that we can do better. And I think that if we were able to do better such that we could communicate those points a little better, we would actually be smart enough to not see the need to express the opinion on those points to begin with. Because I think that the opinion on those points is a misguided one. So I want to explain that. If, if you've cracked your knuckles and you're getting ready to sit down and type an essay on why I'm an idiot, I want to explain my point really quick. I think that for hero quest, so now I'll back up just just a tad bit. In media, here in recent years, we've seen a lot of diversity. Some of it is uh, interpretations of characters, and now they have either different gender identities, different races, different sexualities, different sexes, whatever. There's an interpretation of an older property that is expressed with differences that may appeal to a wider audience. But I'm not going to defend anything and say, well, it's right of them to appeal to a wider audience. That's not the point exactly. The point is forthcoming. Um, but that is, a, that is a real ambition of a lot of folks who invest in older properties to try to bring them up to date because depending on how old the property is we were at a point where we were much more closed off and less inclusive and so attempts to be more inclusive are going to be seen this way until such a time when it's normalized I think that normalization is happening but I think that what a lot of us are seeing is that a lot of companies shoehorn things. And this this is not new. Media and entertainment companies have been shoehorning tropes into things to get people hooked on them for less than appropriate reasons for a long, long, long time. We're seeing an uptick in things like gender identity and race and sexuality changes in reimaginings of fantasy properties 
And folks are upset about that because they equate that to some sort of wokeness or whatever. But what I think they need to equate it to is the shoehorning of writers in, in say, Hollywood, taking characters just for the sake of having that demograph and making an interpretation of a, a classic or beloved character with those demographic traits shoehorned into them. Like I said, that's nothing new. That's been going on forever. But we have newer demographic traits that are, should I say, normalized, that are more recognized now, I'll say. We have topics like gender identity, and we have inclusion of race or different beliefs. We have people that really, really want to feel like they belong in the greater picture, but still be able to celebrate their differences. And so we have media writers, companies that, that create media for us to consume. And there's, there's a spectrum of this. There, there's not just two types, good writer, bad writer. There are good writers who do great things with a character that is in a minority. They, there can be and there are very well-written characters. Characters that are written to be black or Asian or Latino. Characters that are written to be gay or genderqueer. Characters that are written to be disabled in some way. And their character explores the experience of being who they are in a world where that is a minority. And that sort of thing is, if it's explored and written well and brought to screen or brought to book, print, in a manner that is respectful, they can do all kinds of stuff with that. And then there is the other side, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, where a writer will not really put any thought into the character at all. They'll just race change or gender change or or sexuality change, and it will absolutely make no difference to uh, the story at all. It's just kind of there for the sake of being there. So to judge this kind of appropriately, we look at the context. Do we see this character change as being relevant to the story at all? If not, why did they do it? Well, if it was just for inclusion, that's fine and all. It's just an entertainment property. Nobody should really care. It's not like it's rewriting history. It's just an interpretation. But if it's, if it's a change that they made and we can tell that it does nothing for the character themselves, it, it kind of does seem to be shoehorned. And so people don't like that. They don't, they don't like seeing a character shoehorned to be another trope or another demograph, or another type, no matter what change it's made. Because we don't want, we don't want or need uh, an interpretation that's there just for the sake of being there. We want well-written characters. We want diversity in our media. We want all of these different kinds of characters. We don't need everybody to be cookie cutter. I, I promise you, the ones who enjoy fantasy the most, love that there are so many different kinds of people. 
but if the if the holder, the rights holder, whoever is doing the interpretation or the newest version is going to shoehorn something in there without putting any thought into how different parts of that character could be explored in as much as they would have been explored without any changes, then it does feel shoehorned and that can upset some people. And a lot of folks don't know how to communicate that. They can't sit down and think about, well, this is just Hollywood pushing their crap. We experienced this a long time ago with female leads coming into movies and and being like badass knights and stuff. And of course you had people who were like, actually, actually, women's bone structure wouldn't be able to support the amount of armor and uh, they wouldn't have been strong enough. They wouldn't have made it. That's fine. It's fantasy. It's for entertainment purposes. Nobody cares. What really matters is, are they a badass legitimately? Like Ripley from Alien? legitimate badass awesome character i'm not messing with ripley especially in aliens she she tells a platoon of guys how it is she gives them the business it's not she's not afraid to do so she's every bit as tough as say the toughest of schwarzenegger's platoon in in predator well i i want to say schwarzenegger was the toughest i was going to default to that but he uh he was also quite a bit lucky in that movie, right? There, there were some other people in that platoon who were really tough, uh, who would have survived if they hadn't had egos. But anyway, Schwarzenegger was also the most clever. You needed brains to beat the Predator. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, if the character is just shoehorned in there, then it would be bad. But if the character is legitimately characterized and written then it can be great and you don't even have to put that much thought into something as as simple as uh, a gender change you can just say instead of writing john write jane and keep everything else that's a bit of a different topic that's that's how to write that character specifically and that's beyond the scale and scope of this episode but it is something that i was thinking about now, Hero Quest. Back to back to the source. Why representation is more than fine for this game. Why it would be totally fine to release these characters across different races and uh, just differently made, such that they can be interpreted in many different ways by the people who want to play as them. Guys, I don't know if you know this. But the characters that you play as in Hero Quest are meant to be a representation of what you want to play as. They don't have to be a representation of yourself. Uh, I, I love playing all kinds of characters in video games that I'm nothing like. They're, they're nothing like me. At the same time, if I'm role-playing, of course, they're going to naturally have elements of my personality that are in there. Vier Siebzen from Final Fantasy XIV. Vlaine Falcono from Final Fantasy XIV. Those, those are two basically halves of who I am. They're, they're just opposites of one another almost. One's more order-oriented, one's more chaotic. One has a love for knowledge and, and mystery and looking into things. The other one is more dexterous and wants to go out and just survive in the wild. 
Not that I'm good at that. Uh, but to have more representation as a playable character, a completely blank slate that's only purpose is to be an avatar, that is nothing to complain about. To have a black dwarf is nothing to complain about. It's absolutely... It's hard to call a complaint illegitimate because like, you should be allowed to complain about whatever you want, and it's so subjective. But at the same time, I'm complaining about that complaint. I think that that is a stupid take, and it is just a terrible, terrible take. Somebody who would complain about the dwarves being black, that is stupid. You can have any manner of skin color dwarf you want. Why does it have to be so rooted in just one culture when we have halflings, dwarfs, people of uh, suboptimal height. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to dis- I guess we have we call um we we have we have little people in the real world and those are of all races. So I mean there's your objective proof right now that you know black dwarves is is kind of a real thing. Uh, there's actually one that that lives in my county. So that's part of why I think that's really stupid. I also think it's really stupid to equate an interpretation of a game uh, to any kind of real world property. I think it's dumb to say, well, this is supposed to be based off of blank. No, this is an interpretation. And it doesn't matter how somebody wants to interpret an existing property. It doesn't change the original property. It doesn't cement that future interpretations will be as different or even guarantee that they'll be as similar. Because for everything that exists, there can be as many interpretations of it as there are people that perceive it. You have an interpretation of HeroQuest, and I have an interpretation of HeroQuest. And those interpretations might be extremely, remarkably similar. But if we remade the game in our own way, how alike would those things be? I saw a a legitimate comment from someone, uh, legitimate as in I I know it was a real person, comment in my YouTube, uh, one of my videos, saying that over-representation was a thing. We, we can't represent everybody. Okay, well, the avatars, that, that that's probably legitimate. I don't know that we can represent everybody, but like at the same time, that's not the goal exactly as stated. I think that what we want, uh, we as in those of us who make games that attempt to have as much representation as possible, and that I, I say we because I'm making a video game where I have a pronoun generator and I I want the character to be able to be customized as much as possible. We're not going to be able to make any, just absolutely every single one of the seven plus billion people on the planet. But that's where you kind of compromise because you're funneling your desires into one of the pre-made templates for the game. So like if you want to play a halfling female, 
uh, and you want magical abilities, boom, you've got the warlock. Do you want that warlock to be gender fluid? That's fine. You can do that because that doesn't have any sort of mechanical change to hero quest. You can overtly say that that's how the warlock is. Would you like to say that the warlock has a pet cat at home and a dog named Skippy? You can do that too. And guess what? It doesn't affect anybody else's game. The the GM or the DM or, or whatever term I'm legally allowed to call Zargon can't stop you. That is something you can do. And if it makes it more fun for you, that's awesome. And if it makes it more fun for anybody else around the table and perhaps inspires them to do something similar, that is truly an accomplishment. Now, if you're sitting down and you're complaining that we don't yet have a black wizard, uh, guess what? We have exactly one color of the wizard. He's red, just like every other Hero Quest character. And you are actually able to paint your character however you like. Uh, so, never mind the art on the cards. Consider those suggestions for painting. I don't know that I think of them as you know, necessarily forceful canon. We, I think we can, we can make those decisions for ourselves, and I think we're given full license to do so. If you're sitting down, you're, you have to complain about the color of any given character. Why? Just, just paint them how you, how you want. It doesn't matter if, if the art perceives them as white, black, Asian, whatever. You've got the power to change that. Uh, and you can develop an interpretation of your character. So just, just to kind of sum everything up that I've, I've been talking about, I think it's dumb to compare avatars that are meant to represent a player and the creation of new avatar templates that are meant to represent more diverse players to other fantasy media where, where characters are interpreted and then released in new versions of a, an existing story. Uh, Lord of the Rings, the new series, the newer series has black characters. A lot of complaints over that. It's just an interpretation, folks. It's it's not gonna not gonna hurt anybody. It's fine. But Middle Earth doesn't have nobody asked. Nobody asked. The, the people who made the series didn't ask that question. If it's not for you, there are fantastic Lord of the Rings movies that are available for you to watch that that don't have those kinds of interpretations in them. Uh, but but a game where you're supposed to make your own character, yeah, that, that does need all of the variation that it can get. So the, the take that, that we have a forced diversity in a, in a board game where we, we have to make our characters to play, that's a dumb take. That is a dumb take. It is absolutely fine to have all that. And you can make the character that you want. We've even got a stereotypical, big, beefy, brawny, light-skinned barbarian guy. And uh, I mean, if that's not a stereotype, I don't know what is. But I, I do understand, you know, it's based on, it's based on real barbarians. <sighs> oh boy. Trust me. You were parted with your money just <laughs> for just for believing that, uh, however rooted in history that may be, 
the fact that you want the trope is what sold you on the game, not the fact that it had any historic accuracy whatsoever. All right. So while, to sum it up, I think that that was a, a fairly dumb kind of brain cell destroying thing to read. All of the other points that he made about the, the exclusivity of the game and things like that, I, I agreed with. And there were a lot of folks in the comments as well who kind of uh, called him out on, on, on the bad points. And I'm, I'm sure that that post has been removed. So I'm not even going to attempt to tell you where it was. It was in one of the Facebook hero quest groups. I'm a part of three and I only really know of three that exists. But um, that will wrap up the first ever podcast episode. I hope that you enjoyed. I'd love to hear your commentary of any type, feedback. If you share the opinion of that gentleman, uh, I, I'm not going to judge you for it. Let me know in the comments below what you think. Variations on that uh, side of the spectrum of viewpoints are fine too, especially if they are discussed in a civil manner. I don't have any problems with folks sharing their opinion, especially if they're civil about it. So you could do that. Feel free to comments below if you wish. And if not, you can find me on Discord and message me directly or join the Amalgam Archive. And I'll see you guys in the next podcast. How about that? I covered board games and real world events. I covered the highest rated category of what people wanted to hear and the lowest rated in one go. That's the amalgamation, baby. It's terribly inefficient. Bye for now.